Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. No, you're not Larson. Oh, who are you? I'm oh, crap, I'm not Steve either. Yeah. Hey, Brendo's El Vagabundo Generico here. And Kevin Owens. Yeah, and you're watching Going In Raw, the only the professional wrestling podcast. <laughs> the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve Larson. For a second, I thought I was like one of the wrestlers where I'm like, and you're watching Going In Raw. You thought you'd do a promo without a script, and you I weren't know. used to it. Exactly. This is damn mess. So for our Halloween episode, you're obviously Thin Kevin Owens, um, and I am uh, El Vagabundo Generico. It's a mis- It's a mashup of El Vagabundo, which, of course, it. is Elias Sampson's Who Wants to Walk with El Vagabundo? Uh, his later days NXT character. And uh, El Generico, of course, because we have the El Generico mask. I couldn't, wear. couldn't find my... I'm not talking to you, idiot. I'm talking to them people. Because some people might not know. I'm very excited about my outfit, man. I'm gonna put my, thank you for getting me this title, by the way. You're welcome. I was at Target last night looking for a beard because I was going to do straight up Elias uh, costume. Uh, and I was at, because I went to Spirit, the Halloween store first. Yeah. And they didn't have, they had it. They had what I was looking <laughs> for. Uh, they just, uh, the line was way too long. Well, it's the day before Halloween. It's going to be busy. Yeah, I figured it would be, but it was just way too busy, and everybody in line looked miserable, and I'm like, you know what? Screw that crap. And then when I came home, I was like, man, I want to be El Generico. I was gonna, I was like, you know, since Larson's, like, super thin, uh, and he's going to be Kevin Owens, I was going to be, like, an alternate universe. Like, if El Generico was a fat ass, and Kevin Owens was super slim and not a fat ass, then I was going to be, we'd be that. Okay. So I was going to take my shirt off. Do it then. No, man, I'm explaining my story. We do it for the post show. Why do you always want me to take my shirt off? You're so never weird. Do it. You're so I weird. I used to do it all the time. I was you naked. Oh, I was yeah, naked yeah. in one intro of 10 for the win. Yeah. Well, that was when it was goofy. It was funny to do. We're sort of different now. We're like old. You're grumpy all the time. I was I just grumpy like, all the time back then. No, you weren't. You're in yes, a good, I was. You are in a, such a good mood back then. No. Not Anyways, sure. and I came out and I was like... Well, I still kind of want to be Elias. And I was like, wait a second. I could be cool and, like, mash up two ideas. So El Vagabundo, right? And then El Generico. I think I'm super clever. Super duper you clever. You took what was lying around. No, man. This, I, this, I had to find these scarves in my wife's closet. Thanks to JT Hosek for the shirt. Yeah. The Elias shirt. Inspired the costume. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, we're taking time. What are you talking about today? Raw. Raw. We're talking about Patreon first. Okay. We got a bunch of people watching in the Patreon chat. Fifty-eight <laughs> people right now. You can be one of those people. Five dollars a month helps contribute and support the show going in raw. Plus, you get access to our patron exclusive live streams for uh, the Raw SmackDown and NXT 205 live recaps. I was going to suggest something. I forget what it was now. I had an idea to, to ditch uh, the 205 Live out of our uh, NXT recap. Why? Oh, yeah, no, because you know why? Just because you don't want to watch it? I was going to do this. I was going to say, hey, for NXT, instead of watching 205 Live, 
Well, if like they're doing in the Daily Show, they're going to bring in Rockstar Spud and uh, Adeo Otami, then I'd totally watch it. Like I'd totally be back into watching it. I'll watch it regardless. Yeah. But... Uh, Part of our jobs, man. Yeah. Well, dude, we don't have bosses. We're our bosses. We can change. Yeah, I say we cover 205 Live. We could change. Well, you can. Like, I cover Impact. Hey, let's do that. You cover 205 Live. How are we going to talk about NXT Sucker. for an hour, on an hour, an hour-long show? You want to watch all the episodes of NXT and, and talk about new episodes of NXT. That's what you want to do, we'll right? We'll do new episodes of NXT. I don't like it. Look at me like this. And then the second hour, or the second half hour, the second hour, who wants to walk with El Vagabundo Generico? You think he'd do this? Like when George Clooney was in his early roles, he'd always do this? Yeah. Or you look at me like this? Yeah. I've you just can't look at me normally. I don't know how wrestlers, wrestlers wrestle like this. Take it off. Take it's it horrible. Off. No. This is my costume for the day, sucker. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so we do, we cover a new episode of NXT, and then we go back and watch an I old one. That. Those old ones are so bizarre. Well, dude. let's do that for uh, going into Raw View or something. No, that's not fun. Veto. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I agree here. We're looking at the Patreon chat right here. Zach Stolpa says, covering 205 Live is like covering yeah, golf. Yeah, but some people are still interested in golf. Yeah, I'm not one of them. Anyways, let's talk about Raw, man. I had a blast watching Raw last night. Again, I went into it thinking, oh, God, it's going to be three hours of freaking Raw. It was more or less pretty fun. But I thought it was a fun show. It was like the title in this episode says, A Night of Big Returns. Yeah. So many big returns to Raw, including, uh, to open the show, Stephanie McMahon, right? Yeah. Kurt Angle came out. He had the entire Raw locker room out there at the top of the, the ramp. Roster. The roster. The roster was at the top of the ramp. And, uh... And Kurt Angle's talking about... He was apologizing to them for under allowing siege. the siege to take place. He said, it's my responsibility. I, uh, I I was suckered in by Shane McMahon and our friendship. I thought he was going to be nice. Instead, he was mean Shane. Um, and I'm sorry for that. It's my responsibility. Steph comes out and says, you know, puts them over at first. Yeah. And says, uh, but then you take 25 years of respect and throw it away yeah. by allowing that seed that siege to happen. She was pretty rude, man. Yeah, she was. I felt like, you know what, that's not really on Kurt to make sure that security is a thing at the show. You know what I mean? Like, No, that should be her job. That should be, or, you know. General manager's job, from what I can tell, is just booking the show. Yeah, right. It's talent. It's talent like relations, stuff like not that. not been around. Right. Maybe she should be a more active participant in her programming if you she think? really cares about it. I know, exactly. It. Or at least, like, whoever the building manager is or whoever... Whoever's supposed to deal with security, and I, that might not even be commissioner's job. It might be somebody lower on the rung because it's just security. You just need, like, a bunch of big buff. Yeah, it should be in the contract with the arena. Right, exactly. Like, they're the ones who let SmackDown people in. They probably thought, oh, you you work for this company, too. Hey. It's cool. Hey, you're okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know what that was all about. Anyways. Well, they had to build heat. Because no, it was. I thought it was great. I thought Stephanie yeah, did a really, good. really good job in that segment. She was fantastic. <laughs> and she uh, laid an ultimatum down to Kurt Angle, which explained why we're going to get Raw uh, a Raw victory at Survivor Series. Pretty much. Uh, Kurt Angle's going to be the captain of Team Raw. Yeah! So he's going to be wrestling, baby. And That's if awesome. Raw doesn't win, yeah. Kurt Angle is fired. You're fired. And she said, it's true. It's damn true. So. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, Ross fucking. I love Stephanie. She's great. I just don't like when she comes out at the head of like every episode for twenty minutes and talks. Not like we had like a couple years ago. Yeah, that got old really quick. That was great. But uh, yeah, after a commercial break, Kurt Angle and Stephanie were backstage. Uh, Steph was getting into a limo. Kurt was like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll you know, you know, we'll I'll win." And Stephanie was kind of blew him off mm-hmm. and got in the limo. Kurt Angle stood there for a bit. Uh, another limo was just hanging out in the parking area. Mm-hmm. Out comes the Miz and the Miz Tourage. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle gives Miz the what's for for not uh, being there. Oh, dude. He, well, yeah, he was hot, man. He was like, dude, you're crap. Where were you? And by the way, you might not even be Intercontinental Champion going into Survivor Series because tonight you're going to be defending that title and I'm not even going to tell you who you're going to wait till you, you get you out there. You should have showed up on time and I would have told you. You would have found out then. Yeah. You were late. You have to find out in the ring. Oh, the social button's not working. What a bummer. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, no, it was great stuff. Um, lucky for the Miz. Oh, wait, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I was going to say, lucky for the Miz, his opponent was. Uh, so then we had... Um, Next, we had Bailey uh, taking on Alicia Fox. Or for, so we thought. Or so we thought. Alicia comes out, drops a promo, so saying, this is your captain speaking. Me. 
Look at me. She had a. I am the captain now. Uh, airline pilot's captain's hat on. I'm the captain now. And said, "This is your captain speaking. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to face you in this I match. I love it, but I found fast, a suitable man. replacement. Oh, it was good. I think so. And uh, so we get Bailey versus Nia Jax instead. The returning she Nia returned. Jax. She came back. The Rock said, "Look, go back there. Demand more money. Demand a win over Bailey. A clean victory." And then they're all good, and you're good. Yeah. So she did that. And that's what she got. I'm just speculating. Because she won with a leg drop. Yeah. Well, It's good to have Nia Jax back. No, I love Nia Jax. Yeah, I do too. She's great. They should, they should book her strong. She should oh, be. yeah. She should be the brawn of the division. Uh, easily. And Braun, like, you know, he buries, he beat Seth clean. Didn't he beat Dean clean? Yeah. He beat both of them clean. Yeah. He's beat Roman clean several times. He beat Garbage Truck clean. He did. Oh, that was great last night. It was. We'll get to that. Hold on. So after the match, Alicia Fox says, Nia Jax is my first pick for Team Raw. Yeah. Solid pick. Dare I say best value. Best value. Don't even know how to play. So after that, uh, out comes Samoa Joe. Yeah. Which was great. And it wasn't just after that. It was basically Sorry, during it. overlapping the end and of They that did that segment. a couple times during the show, which I like. It keeps the pace of the show moving. Yeah, I know. I like that. Exactly. It makes yeah. the universe feel more interconnected. Yeah, it's good. And I like it. So Joe comes, comes out. He didn't. I thought he was going to give a little like wink and a nudge at uh, Naya. Say, hey, hey, cutie pie. Hey, cutie pie. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, he comes out. And uh, to a, a pretty good ovation. Yeah, uh, they're, they're uh, chanting Joe, Joe, Joe. That crowd, by the way, you're into him. I wasn't. Well, no, I said I, I, I appreciate. I didn't like that. I didn't like the CM Punk chant. That was made straight rude. That was rude. But they were an active participant in the show. Uh, they seemed into it for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, how they expressed that passion for Raw was hit or miss. Miss. Well, on those two occasions, miss. It's a, it's like when you. I'll put it this way: if you CM Punk anybody that isn't a McMahon, then you for in my book, in my in Steve's book, in El Vagabundo Generico's book, you get a miss for the entire night. Okay, that's an entire miss. I, I appreciate the fact that they didn't sit on their hands for the majority of the it's show. Like if you don't use a number two pencil on a Scantron. Well, just the machine won't read it. Right, exactly. I don't read it. It's a miss the entire thing. Sorry, you didn't bring a number two pencil. What other numbers are there for pencils? There's number three. I've seen number three before. Really? Yeah. Is it awesome? I don't know. I think it's just the density of the... the Lead. The, yeah. That's weird. The graphite. You think they got those Scantron machines fixed yet where you don't need a number two pencil? You no, I think that's universal. Like a pen or something? For all I know, Scantron could be out of business. Those are the only machines that will ever exist. That'd be pretty ballsy if you used a pen on a, on a multiple choice questions because you can never change it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you very confident. It's so weird looking at you over there with that mask on. <laughs> when you laugh, I'll see the bottom half of your mouth. <laughs> All right. It's like, it's, yeah. Imagine what you'd look like if you had a, a huge mustache. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I see that. Get a big Fu Manchu going. Oh, one day when I grow up, Dad. Uh, so uh, we had a commercial break after Joe walked down to the ring. Well, he ripped the crowd, man. Yeah, he dropped the promo and just ripped the crowd. Yeah, he said, when I now when I fight, I imagine that... The person I'm fighting is every single one of you. Whoa, Joe. What do you say, Joe? That's rude. Well, he's a heel. Yeah, he reestablished his heel credentials, his heel bona fides, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe did. And uh, then he fought, uh, what do you call that? Like, what is it? Uh, uh, chum, I think, in the sea? Yeah. Apollo Cruz was chum okay. last night. Okay. <laughs> Tell me when he came out, you were like, oh, he's chum. Well, I knew he was going to lose. Oh, yeah. He lost. Woo, boy. <laughs> Not only did he lose, Hurricane Joe destroyed Titus as well. Yeah. Because Titus was like, hey, man, why did you do that? Well, then? Joe spit his gum at him during the match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Titus. Yeah. And so Titus gets in the ring after Apollo Crews That's taps right. out. And at first, Joe's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Titus steps up. And yeah. Joe's like, all right. Yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. Titus turns around to check on Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. Joe acts like he's about to get out of the ring. Says, nope. Yeah. Goes there to Titus, puts him in the clutch. Oh, yeah. That's what he gets for defending himself against gum being thrown at him. If Samoa Joe uh, spat gum at you, I'd put my mouth and chew it. Really? That's Samoa Joe, man. Yeah. Well, that's surprising because you're not big on the germs. No. Uh, that's I wouldn't even do that. I would, That's the amount of respect I have for Samoa Joe. I would give him the middle finger. Ooh, bad a, move. There's a barricade between us. I'm just a human. I'm just a civilian. He can't. I'm a ticket holder. 
I would think it I don't know, man. I would give him the thumbs down. All right, you might be safe there. The Karen's on mm, boo. You. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to get used to this for the rest of this hour. No, you're good, man. No, the, it's, it's like I'm looking at a completely different person. I know. Isn't that weird? It's like, yes. it's like when Lacey, or no, uh, Rachel does it too, and like they dye their hair a completely different color. No, it's, it's like, completely different because it's, like, that's just the hair. You? Yeah. Your focus, when you're looking at someone, isn't the hair, it's the face. Yeah. But I'm only seeing a fraction of your face, and what I can see is, is, is covered. Yeah. It makes me think of something like... The way the mask is falling in your face makes me think of a, of a, a handlebar mustache. Yeah, right. And that's all I can imagine right now is you with a handlebar mustache, and it's really weirding me out. That's great. That'd be awesome. I we'll do it then. No, I really can't, dude. You can grow dust up here, man. We'll do that then. My balls haven't dropped yet, buddy. That's not true. You want to see? You want to bake potato? No. Let's carry potato? on. Let's carry on. Can I talk in your mic for now? No. <laughs> so the Miz's intercontinental title defense happened next. Against mystery opponent, and mystery yeah. opponent was wah, wah. Matt Hardy. Hey, they had a hell of a match though. It was a they good match. put on a really good yeah, match. This is a cool thing. Uh, most of the show, they gave the matches a lot of time. Yeah, they did. <coughs> Matt Hardy pulled a moon salt off. Yeah, it looked man. like he destroyed his knees on it. There's something going on here. You need a tissue? I got one in my pocket. No, it's. I think it's like it strands. Of, it's like strands of uh, oh, mass. thread. Yeah, thread. Yeah. Uh, anyways, no, I thought it was a really, really good match. They they gave us a lot of time. Um, uh, Matt Hardy at the end hit his twist of fate finisher. Yeah. However, as uh, happens sometimes, the opponent that gets hit with a move ends up rolling because their momentum has all or just has the wherewithal. Exactly. Yeah. Ring general uh, rolls out under the ropes, and uh, Miz was able to. Uh, well, it's interesting that Matt Hardy, rather than try to drag the Miz back to the center of the ring, right. picked them up from over the ropes. To try to like suplex him back in, Miz took advantage, mm-hmm. got back in the ring, hit the skull crushing finale. Yeah, it was good stuff. Picked up the win. Yeah. Uh, next up, Kurt Angle was backstage, and Alexa. Just take it off. It's like getting worse. It's weird. Oh, this is hairy. Alexa Bliss was backstage with Kurt Angle, and she was uh, she was trying to butter him up a little bit to try to get him to kick Mickey James off the Raw Women's Team, and then Kurt was like. You weren't even, like, like the Miz, you weren't even doing anything last night. What the heck? Like, or last week. You didn't help. You didn't do anything. And then uh, he said, in fact, you might not even go into Survivor Series with your women's title. Wow. Because tonight, you've got, in the main event, mind you. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, you have a title. You're going to put your title up against Mickey James. That was and, great. Uh, Alexa Bliss was not happy about not that. Not happy at all. Next, squash match. Asuka versus local enhancement talent. Stacy Cullen. Oh yeah, huge local star Stacy Cullen there in the Baltimore independent scene. Yeah, um, got massacred by Oscar. How many weeks of massacres are there going to be? How many weeks are there between now and uh, Royal Rumble? Um, oh, you think she's going to be? Do you think she's not going to be at Survivor Series? She has to be. She's going to. I would think so, but I don't know what capacity because it seems like the uh, the women's Raw team is going to be filled up. I think she's going to replace. Uh, Mickey James could be on that raw team. <laughs> this mask is killing me. Take it off. No, never. How do they wrestle like this? I don't know. That's crazy. Well, I'm sure they get it made so it actually fits their head. Probably, man. I have a weird head. Anyways, uh, Oscar won with the Oscar lock. Uh, an easy victory. It's fun sure. to see here in a squash match. Yeah, I know it is. I know it is. I think. Do you think they uh, they sort of realized? Let me ask you this. Do you think they regret having those actual matches with Emma to kick things off? At least the second one. Yeah. second I, one should be yeah, a squash they, match. They should, have, they should regret the second one. Um, I don't know. Maybe squash matches would have been great. But the thing about squash matches, she comes up. Here's the thing that I liked about uh, her going in there against Emma is we didn't really know. We didn't really know if it was going to be a squash match or not. And they threw us kind of a curveball in not giving us a squash match. And so, because, look, if it was like Asuka makes her debut and they trotted out some local jobber, you know, on the pay-per-view, then it would have been, okay, well, we know who's going to win this. There's zero yeah, 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 yeah. I like a little bit of, you know. No, I understand own, that. You know. Uh, next up, so Kurt Angle was backstage. I like how Kurt Angle does stuff on his phone. It cracks me up. It's so bad. I like, know. this this segment was, I know, it is funny. But it was so bad because Kurt Angle had to, like, so he looks up from his phone, sees uh, Daniel Bryan off camera. He's off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets a walkie-talkie and screams yeah. into it. says, security, security, they're here. Yeah, but it's just the, the acting. Like, sometimes they just over-script things a little bit, 
and the actors involved. Like Daniel Bryan's a great a great example of this. Sometimes they overscript him, or they script him with stuff that he just really shouldn't be saying, and so he he almost kind of mocks it as yeah. he talks. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he knows that it's bad, and he would never say those words. Then sometimes when he's talking to like Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or uh, Ellsworth when he was like laying in Ellsworth, yeah, yeah. like he gives it his all because it what he's saying makes a lot of sense and it, it makes sense for his character. Um, this it it was just ugly like him and Kurt Angle. Yeah, it was it was too much. It was very awkward. But anyway, Daniel Bryan's there and he just says, uh, you know, like relax basically, and he says uh, it wasn't his plan to do the uh, under siege. That he was upset with Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed like he was there to try to work something out. Yeah, but Kurt Angle really didn't let him get to that point. No. And so instead he just said, uh, okay, well, you're going to um, you're going to stay in my office because if you go out there, people are going to probably want to hurt you. Uh, so you're going to stay here in my office. And then before they cut the commercial, they stood awkwardly for what felt like a long time. They do that, just way, five too, they do that way too often where they just let the, the camera linger on them and they never know what to do. Yeah. Like some of the more professional guys know what to do, but sometimes they don't. Anyways, uh, where was my notes? Okay, right so we there. came back from we came back from commercial. Daniel Bryan's still backstage on his phone talking to somebody. We don't know who likes yeah. to go out in the office. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like we had another commercial break or a video package. Yeah, we did. Think. Yeah. Come yeah. back. He's still on the phone. Uh, Kane. And instead of trying to like leave or figure things well, out, well, he said the door was locked. What's that? Oh, did he say that? Okay. Yeah. From the outside. Well, he said he couldn't get out. The door's locked. Yeah, that's weird. Anyways, Kane was in there, choke slams him. Yeah, Daniel Bryan took a bump. Cleared to wrestle. Probably not. Cleared to wrestle. He probably didn't take a bump. He just sort of jumped up and then out of the light. Yeah, dropped his phone. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, but the indication was Kane choke slammed Daniel Bryan. Which even kind of surprised me the storyline they would. Do. I know it would implicate they took a bump considering how adamant they've been about. Right. I mean, there was that video I guess where he was taking a bump somewhere that was like a outtake from Total Divas or Total Bellas or something uh-huh. that was put online and then they took it down. Oh, huh. So it's interesting. Just the the mere implication of a bump is cool. I know, but an actual bump is not cool. Yeah. Afterwards, Finn Balor versus Cesaro. Good yeah. match. Yeah. Uh, no, very good match. Uh, this was really good. And we did get clarity during this match. I know you have something you want to say regarding his loss to Kane last week, but I want to add something last week. Yeah, sure. Um, do you recall during our No Mercy recap where we were debating what constitutes a coup de gras? Okay. So I think it was clarified last night because Finn Balor won with a top rope double stomp to the back of Cesaro's head. Yeah. Michael Cole said that's not a coup de gras. Oh. But he won with a double stomp to the back of the head. I was the only one that was saying a coup de gras is double stomp from the top rope onto the chest. I have been vindicated. I was correct all along. Me and James said it was a double stomp regardless. You said, of yeah, you said, Ace, you said double stomp just standing on the ground jumping was a coup de gras. Oh, yeah, the standing uh, coup de grace. Yeah, you were wrong. Uh, well, it's Michael Cole. Once I hear it from Balor, from Finn Balor, hey, if those uh, nice fellows over at 2K Games ever send us out again to do more interviews and Finn Balor's one, guess what interview question number one is? Good. Finn, can you settle this for us? Does a coup de, does a double stomp, you're on the top, you're on the top turnbuckle, somebody is bending over, their head is exposed, you double stomp the back of their head, is that a coup de grace? Michael Cole said it wasn't. I, look, is Michael Cole no, Finn be, Balor? That, that would be my interjection to the question. You, you get to tell you're going inter- to interrupt Finn Balor. No, while I'm going to say that right, right, right after you ask the question before he speaks. Then you're going to give him a too sweet. Come on, I'm not I don't too sweet. Anybody. Listen, dude, you're not Larson. I'm not Steve. I am Larson. El Vagabundo Generico, and you're Slim Kevin Owens. Can Kevin Owens isn't too sweet. Anybody? I'm sure he would if you were nice enough to him. Give a toy to his son, and then say, Kevin, too sweet. I'm not going to too sweet. Made your kid happy. Not going to too sweet. Whatever. Anyways, Finn Balor picks up the win with a top rope stop to the back of Cesaro's head. A top rope coup de grace to the back of the head. Yeah. Um, pick up the win. Uh, Finn was walking up the ramp. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, I should mention this, too. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and get this out. I tweeted this shit out. Last week when Kane beat uh, Finn Balor with three choke slams, everybody's like, oh, my God, they're burying him. And uh, this week, not only did Finn beat Cesaro, but Sheamus was heavily involved in this match as well. Yeah. And Finn essentially beat both guys, both of which are known as and booked as two of the toughest guys on the roster. I felt that that was total vindication for anybody who thought he's getting buried. But also the next match kind of clarified things, too, with Kane beating Seth Rollins. 
Uh, yeah, no, they're booking. Yeah, they're, they're booking, booking strong. strong. Yeah, exactly. That's the narrative. That's the actual narrative. That's important. Yeah. Well, uh, also that Finn beat two guys that are really, really tough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Kane meets Finn at the top of the ramp, hits him with a tombstone. Uh, yeah. So he did that first. He did it. He was really well placed too. He was on top of. Uh, there was like something that looked like uh, spider webs. Yeah. And it was. Because I saw a picture of this on Twitter, mm-hmm. and the way. It, he was positioned like in the center of it, mm. made it almost look like the, the glass or the plastic of the stage was broken. Yeah, it looked like broken glass. So yeah. I was wondering if that if that was an effect they added after the tombstone to make it seem really impactful. That would have been really awesome if they did that. They'd been corny. They started doing that. It was like huge cracks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that would have been great. But no, I figured it was just part of whoever's Tron was coming out. No, no, <laughs> it, was, it was part of the Halloween-themed... Uh, oh, okay, there you go. It was the spider webs. All right. Uh, next, Kane versus Seth Rollins. Yeah. The bar was still out there ringside. Yeah, the bar was still dicking around. What the heck was that? Because Kane went right from tombstoning Finn Balor down to the ring. Right. Um, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose did their shield entrance mm-hmm. through the crowd. Yeah. Which, by the way, sadly, I, unless, hey, somebody please correct me in the comments because I need to know this. Not available in 2K18. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. You should be able to come not through, like, down the steps necessarily, but just it'll cut. And through the crowd, yeah. yeah. It's a bummer. It yeah. is a bummer. I'm I'm reforming the shield in my Steve Books Raw series that's coming up. Yeah, but I can't seem to find. Cassius Ono going to be uh, yeah. taking Roman's place. Good yeah, job. yeah. You should get in on that with me, dude. I got nothing's going on. I don't have an. I don't have time to do it. I filmed another little opening skit between me and Vince, mm-hmm. and then I have like the show booked out. It's a good show, and I got guess who I got? You're gonna like this, dude. Harper, Eric. And uh, Ember Moon mm-hmm. are all potheads. Mm. It's great. I'm going to introduce Ruby Riot. They're super over. Okay. Yeah. They're. I'm really. I'm really happy with my booking. Like a tell. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Anyways, so Kane picks up the win with a choke slam. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on outside between Dean and the bar. Mm-hmm. Seth uh, got distracted. Mm-hmm. He had Kane down. He saw the bar was attacking Dean. He did a, a, a springboard plancha type thing on right. the bar. Yeah. We got back in the ring. Kane to come to. Hits with a choke slam. Picks up the win. Ambrose gets in the ring pretty much right immediately. Hits Kane with dirty deeds. Which I loved. I loved that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just went into it. He was like, well, I'm not going to be a you know a graceful loser for my friend. You no. know, I'm going to go attack him. And so after about five seconds, Dean, or sorry, Dean, Kane does the sit-up thing. Yeah, I like that, that too. Used to do. It was a decently frame shot. Yeah. The bar gets in the ring. They start attacking Ambrose. Uh, uh, Kane... Uh, was it before this rep? No, it was before this, I think, where Seth, like, lays on top of Dean. Is that before or after the tombstone? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember either, but he's, like, trying to shield his friend, so to speak, uh, from taking any more damage. Yeah. Anyways, the end of it, both Dean and Seth eat tombstones. Uh, they're booking Kane as a monster again. Yeah, I like it, man. He's going to face Braun Strowman. At some point, yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, we saw the medical staff attending to Daniel Bryan backstage. They're putting him on a stretcher, mm-hmm. making sure all the precautions are necessary. Hey, good news. That uh, football player is not going to lose his leg. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Made me very happy. I actually woke up this morning. I was like, you know, I'm really concerned for that guy's leg. I yeah, that was a nasty injury. It, it was real bad. Didn't look at it, but his football career is probably over. Probably. Uh, let's see here. Then they say, uh, oh, yeah, then uh, the Miz and the Miz stars were backstage. Is this when they were trying to leave? No, no. no. This is when they were going to go celebrate the Miz's victory backstage. And Miz said, what's that smell? Yeah. Bag of garbage in their locker room. Yeah. And uh, he started to think, oh, my God, Braun's back. And then Curtis Axel and uh, Bo Dallas were like. Another return. Bo Dallas came back. Yeah, Bo Dallas came back. Uh, they were like, uh, are you worried? And he's like, I'm not worried. And then Bo Dallas said, you have us. We've got your back. And then he said, now I'm worried. Is good. Uh, so then, the Miz goes up to Kane and yeah. says, "Hey, you were the one that put Braun Strowman in the back of the garbage truck. Yeah, essentially, do you have my back?" Right. And Kane kind of talked around it, and mm-hmm. the Miz says, "Well, I'm happy you're on the same team." And Kane goes, "Team, team. you're on your own. You're on your own." Yeah. Uh, then we had my highlight of the night. It was the trick or treat fight. Trick or street fight. Trick or street. Which saw the club dressed as their characters from Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Too bad and Tex Ferguson Ferguson taking on Heath Slater and Rhino, who were dressed as Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Yeah, kind of an odd holiday crossover there. Um, But anyways, I thought this is this is so much fun. Yeah, it's fun. It was so stupid. It was so funny. It was amazing. I believe it was two years in a row the club have taken part in the uh, traditional trick or street fight. Who were they last year? I don't remember that. I don't remember who they faced, but I believe it was them. Interesting. 
Uh, Rhino picks up the win after pinning Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. After Carl ate a spine buster through a table. I think you mean Chad too bad. Yeah, it was a great, oh, yeah, it was a great comedic spot because uh, Gallows and Anderson uh, had sort of the upper hand, and then uh, they decided to put pumpkins on their heads, but Gallows put his on backwards, so he was just lumbering about trying to figure out where he was uh, in a very comedic fashion, which allowed Rhino and Slater to Thank uh, you, Connor O'Farrell. They fought Edzo and Cass last year. That's correct. Oh, okay. All right. I remember that. Uh, boy, Next, Elias. Changed. Elias comes out. How times have changed for one of those teams. Yes. Um, yeah, Elias came out. El Vagabundo Generico. Who wants to walk with El Vagabundo Generico? That's a lot of, a lot of words. Can we teach you a chord? Yeah, real quick. All right. Where do I put my hands? Put one finger right there. Okay. And one right down there. Right here? Yeah. This uh, one right here? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Tune it all weird. Never mind. It's really detuned, so that's not a real chord. Sorry. Anyways, he ran down uh, Baltimore. Yeah. It was great. And then he did a, he sang a song about Jason Jordan. The Ballad of Jason Jordan. The Ballad of Jason Jordan. That's that right. And they had a video. Uh, they had B-roll. Yeah, they had B-roll of uh, of him just get over and over again in slow motion, Jason Jordan getting annihilated with a guitar last week. It was great. And they picked up, the commentary picked up the thread of... Uh, of uh, Booker T not liking Jason Jordan and being all in on Elias. It was great. It was good stuff. It was fantastic. Um, anyways, Jason Jordan didn't come out to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped Elias with a, a handful of suplexes. Yeah. Stood tall to end the segment. Mm-hmm. This feud continues, and I like it. No, I'm fine with this. This is good. It's not really going to do much for Jason Jordan, but I love it because it's Elias Sampson. Yeah. I like Jason Jordan. I like Jason Jordan a lot. Yeah. Um, so next we had the Miz in the bar backstage. It was kind of a carbon copy of what we saw between Miz and Kane. And it was the same punchline, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, the bar said, you're, you're on, on your own, own, Miz. You're on your own, fella. So the Miz decides that he and the Miz Taraj are going to leave the arena immediately. Yes. Correct. Um, they are intercepted by Kurt Angle, who said... An irate Kurt Angle again. Yes, who said, where do you think you're going? You showed up late. You're not leaving early. Yeah. You're staying here till the show ends. Yeah, exactly. We're good. Uh, next, Enzo and Drew Gulak to the ring. Mm-hmm. Enzo did his his bit, mm-hmm. and then uh, Drew Gulak dropped another highly entertaining promo. Oh, I love Drew. Drew Gulak. Gulak is great. He's a treasure, dude. He's an absolute treasure. He's great. And then he went on to lose to Kalisto fairly quickly. Yeah, this was very, made me very sad. It was kind of a squash match. I really want Kalisto out. All right, gone. Kalisto won with a Salida del Sol. Afterwards, yeah. Enzo attacked Kalisto pretty much as soon as the rest hand hit uh, the mat for the three count. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had uh, the Miz and the Miz Taraj backstage again. I love the Miz, man. Did you yeah, see he's that? great. Did we talk about this yesterday on the show? Oh, the Baron Corbin, the Baron uh, Corbin no. promo. Oh, it was great. He dropped the f bomb in a promo from his car, talking about Baron Corbin. He says, "How great is it?" That your best price, that was your best promo ever, Baron Corbin. And of course, it was in your car on a cell phone video. When I drop my best promos, everybody's talking about them, and they're in front of arenas filled with 15,000 people. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. He called called Baron Corbin a generic big man. Oh, man. It was great. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, Next, main event Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. Mm -hmm. They gave this match a ton of time, and it was really entertaining. It was good. Yeah. Um,. Alexa ended up winning with just like a really stiff forearm punch type thing. Yeah. I understand it kind of made it seem like it came out of nowhere. <coughs> no, I was actually okay with it. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I was just unexpected. Get a bit of, get kind of a sloppy match, though. A little bit. They, they let them point. go. They let them go long. I Look, I love I loved that they, you know, we, we have the women's championship defending the main event. I think it's great. I like Alexa Bliss. I think she's great. Um, Mickey James is awesome. I just felt like there was a couple of like sloppy moments here and there. I don't know. I mean, look, dude, Alexa Bliss, she's not, she's not the wrestler that Mickey James is. She's not the wrestler that we know with like Charlotte and uh, Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks and all that. So you know, you're gonna get what you're gonna get. She's yeah. more of a character based. No, I know, but I thought the anyway. the character work was was fun during yeah, this match. It was okay. All the gar- the trash talk mm-hmm. that Alexa Bliss was doing. Yeah. Almost a garbage talk, but that's the next segment where we get to see some garbage. Yeah. So uh, the Miz and the Miz Taraj. Uh, as soon as the bell rings for the main event, they're out of there. They start going to the parking lot. They get in their car. And this was great because it was shot like a horror movie. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So they're in their car. They're about to leave. Their driver stops. 
and Miz is yelling at him, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Go. Uh, a garbage truck backs up mm-hmm. to their car. The back opens up. Garbage comes out. Yeah. Cut to the Miz and Miz Taraj reacting. Cut back. Braun. Well, he does like a Terminator thing. Yeah. It was very much like he's down here. And then he goes off like this. Zoom in on the Miz. Yeah. Like a shocked Miz. And there's a total zoom in. And then you go back to Braun and he lifts his arm and goes, Aah! Yeah, like that. And then it cuts to the Miz and Miz starts leaving the car. And it cuts back to Braun, who's now on the car, running across, <laughs> across the top of the car, yeah. jumping to a platform and chasing the Miz. And oh, Miz it was great. It was His fantastic. run was fantastic. It was fantastic. Because he had to be careful when he ran. You know, I know, but he didn't, like, he, didn't, he didn't look like he, I know. he was trying to be careful. But I he know. did. It was great. It was awesome. He moves really well. So he chases Miz and the Miz Taraj back into the arena. And he murders everybody. And he destroys everybody. He gives Curtis Axel like four or five power slams yeah, in awesome. the ring. Yeah. Um, carries them up to the ramp. Power slams them through the announce table. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Braun, massive face right now. Oh, big time. People love him. I love him. I think he's great. He's like one of my favorite things about Yeah, he is right now. one of my favorite things right yeah, now. Yeah, he's great. Fantastic. Braun is best. Freaking fantastic. You want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's answer some questions. Let's answer some questions. All right, let's answer some questions. There we go. There's all the questions. Michael Berry, the going in raw HR department, Michael Berry. Michael Berry. What mid-carter, if released right now, would hurt the WWE the most? Well, we have to set some parameters on what mid-carter is. Like, would you consider the Miz a mid-carter? He has the mid-card belt. No, it's sort of an interesting situation for the mid-card belt to be in because it's as high as it could possibly be. I'll put it this way. If a year from now, Miz was Universal Champion, number one, I think a lot of people would really love that. Yeah. And uh, and I would totally believe it. Yeah. He's at that point. Yeah. Um, that being said, okay, I'm, I'm mid-carder is Elias, is Jason Jordan, is Matt Hardy, is... Uh, like, if you can be on the pay-per-view... I guess pre. I mean, the, the, there's so much talent right now that even in the pre-show, sometimes like mid carters are. I know. Even though I mean, squeezed out, technically considered like curtain jerkers. Um, who would hurt the most? If we, I mean, if you call, I'll put it this way: if you call the Miz a mid carter, then I think that's. Oh yeah, that's why. I'll say this. Let me ask this: Do you consider Finn Balor a mid carter? You'd have to. Technically, be. he is. Yeah. If he left, I think that'd probably be the biggest blow to the yeah. WWE. I'd say if Finn, we're taking the Miz out of the equation, then yes, Finn I'd Balor. say Finn Balor. Yeah, agreed. I'll put him above because he can easily go to New Japan and and, and go straight to the top of the card. And go straight to the top of the card. Um, I hesitate on saying Bray Wyatt because I just, I mean, Bray's great and everything. It's just, I mean, that's been my thing about people going to New Japan, which is obviously the number two promotion. That's where we want to see people go. Is that Bray is such a, a character-based wrestler? Yeah. Um, that, in my opinion, that translates less than somebody who is more of a wrestling-based wrestler. Yes. Yes. You yes. Will. Uh, Robert Haynes, Power Rank. Ba-da-ba-ba-da power Rank. Who will get a push towards the Universal Title after the Roman Project at Mania? Number yeah. one has to be Miz. Who get what now? Huh? What push the Universal Title? It's Miz. It's Braun. Joe. Oh, I would I would put Miz at like number five. If you're gonna add him to the list. I, like what what is the question? Who do we think is gonna get? Yeah. The Universal title. Uh, it's gonna be Braun. Braun for sure. Braun. Joe. Joe. Finn. Finn. Miz. Yeah. Put Seth um, in there. Seth. Yeah. Put Seth in there. Yeah. Uh, uninvited ghost says uh, Sasha Banks went from main eventer to kickoff show participant in about a year. Power rank. The top five big names from both Raw and SmackDown that are most likely to go from current top Carters. To bottom a year from you now. My prediction about Bobby Roode. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree, but I'd put him on any power ranking list. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Makes me sad. Um, Bobby Roode number five. Uh, let's see here. Okay. <laughs> uh, bottom of the card. Bottom of the man. I don't know. I don't even know if I'd put Sasha in the, in the category of going from top of the card to bottom of the card. But, I mean, I guess technically that, that's true. I mean, she may have ended Hell in a Cell last year. Yeah, and she's on the kickoff show now. I just feel like it's because they're, like, figuring out. It's kind of like the Charlotte thing. Like, they're sort of, okay, we know you guys are money. We need to make other people money. And kind of, you know, you, you'll be fine. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of that type of wrestler, I mean, we're kind of seeing it with Finn right now. Like, we have plans for you, 
But we're going to get to them. Yeah. You know, we need to, we're doing this stuff with Braun right now yeah. and Roman, obviously. Sami Zayn. Right now, he's in the A story on SmackDown. Oh, you think he can drop down? It's possible. Yeah. That's a possibility. Oh, that's that's a possible. possibility. I think it's possible. I could see him being sort of on low on their priority list as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Terrible Jason is a first-time patron. Thank you very much. And Thank a huge you. fan. He has a question. Can you two fantasy book a scenario where a wrestler takes kayfabe credit for spreading meningitis backstage? Wait, what? Somebody has to take credit for spreading meningitis backstage. Kayfabe? Yeah. I mean, like The Miz and Roman Reigns, they've had problems before. Bray should call it like some some like demonic power that, that he has too. to make people under the weather, and they're like, I was going to say that just meningitis. That Bo Dallas just made Roman sick to take him out of the uh, oh, the match TLC. Yeah, I like that. And then get some like GTV footage, some security yeah. cam footage, of yeah, coughing on Roman salad. Yeah, that'd be good at a at a craft service. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've got ah, oh, get out of here, stupid thing. Darling Dashingwood, first time patron. Thank you very much. Thank you. What are the chances of Alicia Fox being the first woman to be eliminated in the Women's Survivor Series match? I think very good. I think, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Grosko says, what's above 100%? That totally makes sense. It'd be great because she's the captain of the team. And so she's got all this sense of entitlement going for her. And then to be eliminated first makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Grosskirth, is WWE making death, death? Dean and Seth. Look weak so Roman can get over by saving them? If so, will this idea blow up in their face? No, I don't think so. I think they just... If that's the case, the idea would totally blow up in their face. Yeah, but I don't think that's what they're doing. I they don't think, lost. Yeah. Seth has lost Kane. I don't think they're ever going to lose Seth or Dean. Braun. Like, no. you know, weak. No. Uh... Uh, so this question kind of relates, I think, to Alexa Bliss. Uh, he doesn't say it here, but James the Highland Scott. It's a good question. Do you think WWE should shy away from 95% of matches finishing with the finisher that the crowd already knows? He says that the crowd can relate to, but yeah, yeah. I have my finish, okay? It's yeah. the drift away. Yeah. Or the haluva kick. It's and the haluva away. the pop-up powerbomb. Or yeah. in the Indies, the package pile driver. There you go. Which WWE won't let me do. Now, Kevin Owens, we know, has lots of moves that are high impact that could easily be finishers. Yes. I mean, he comes off that. You mean top. I do? You do. Yes. You have that top, you know, you can come off the top turnbuckle and do, you know, whatever you do. Frog splash. The frog splash, that's a finish right there. Yeah. You know, I, I think yes. I think that Alexa Bliss last night dropping that freaking forearm on Mickey James or whatever, the right hand, whatever it was. I thought that was great. I yeah, I, 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 like, I like that it, 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 you have these surprise finishes to match mm-hmm. that aren't. Cheating isn't a roll-up, just a different move that leads to a win. It keeps people on their toes. I like it. The finish, the finish to be a reflection of who you're fighting and what's going to be most effective against that person. It shouldn't be one finisher finishes everybody. You know what I mean? Like a finish, a finisher should. If I'm facing a guy like the Miz, who's not like the biggest dude in the world, yeah, I should have a different finish for him than for like Braun Strowman, yeah. Unless it's the drift away, that's like the best because the swinging neck breaker. Sean Holver. Hey, friendos. First, I want to say thank you for all the entertainment and fantastic content. It's the only wrestling podcast I listen to and watch. You guys will be receiving a gift from me very soon. Oh, thank you. Um, he asked for the address. Oh, P.O. Box 1814, Orange Vale, California 95662. It's in the description of the video. It always is. Yes, this question, with Daniel Bryan being involved in the storyline now, do you guys think it's leading to an in-ring return or is it WWE's way to try to make him happy so he resigns when his contract is up? Thanks, friendos. Hope the great content continues. He's not getting back to the uh, WWE ring. No, they're not. That's not happening. No, it's not going to happen. Uh... He might resign. I'd be surprised, but maybe. Oh, Daniel Bryan? Yeah. I guess it depends on how much he enjoys doing the... I, I would think that it has to do, like, if, if a couple more doctors said, bad, bad idea to get yeah. back in the yeah. really bad idea, then he'd probably... If there's more of a consensus, yeah. Yeah, then he'd probably be fine with staying with the WWE. Yeah. Uh, Jason the Cabby, why does commentary teams still insist on saying the phrase, oh, cleaning his clock, after the Morrow incident? Because they can pronounce their L's. And it's a it's a cool phrase, I would think, or maybe they just like to, you know, live life on the edge, you know, could be, could be, yeah, could be. <coughs> oh, I like this, Fred the Shed. 
What wrestler's theme do you enjoy listening to as standalone music? Bobby Roode. Alistair Black. Bobby Roode I, I did for a while. Uh, I pop on Alistair Black's at the gym. It's good. so good, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's like six minutes long. It gets kind of repetitious. but I know, because all the theme songs are just loops. Yeah, I know. I know, but it's all right. Um, what did I just... Oh, Cult of Personality is great. Oh, yeah, that's, that's my ringtone. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's one more that I heard, I think, like this morning, and I was like... Oh, yeah, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> really? When's the last time you popped on Shawn Michaels at the gym? Well, I've been to the gym in a while, so... Oh, okay. okay. Wait, like in the car. Coming over here. I, I want to listen to... I, I listen to sports radio in the car. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, Deontay Soignier, I think. Soignier. Uh, says, uh, first-time patron, long-time viewer. Thank you very much. Thank you, friendo. He says, with Finn Balor and the Miz for the Intercontinental title, be a great feud for WrestleMania. By the way, you guys are funny and great at what you do. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah. The, they very planted seeds for that feud. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible it could happen. Yeah. Uh, oh, here, Nate Moore. So I was in the crowd yesterday, and it felt like a great show, but I was disappointed by the way they treated the main event and the section of CM Punk's marks. Have you ever just been disappointed in the crowd that you've been in? Yeah. SummerSlam 2016. Yeah. When they would not let go of the fact that, yeah, the Universal title wasn't the best-looking belt, but you had Seth Rollins and Finn Balor there busting their asses to put on a great match. We found out afterwards that Finn Balor wrestled that entire match with a busted-up shoulder. Yep. And the whole time, the crowd was fixated on a belt. Yeah. Give the talent the, the attention they deserve. Worry about the match. Don't worry about the belt. Yeah. Just don't worry about the belt. No, I, I agree with that, man. That's totally. like literally, I think, the first time I ever went to a show where I was the crowd upset me, made yeah. me mad. Yeah. No, I was with you on that one. I hated that crowd. I was really annoyed. Peter Griffin, first-time patron, long-time viewer. Thank you. Uh, which wrestlers would be... In a kayfabe Justice League. Oh. The Justice League. It's the Hall of Justice. Yeah, he brings up Jason Momoa and Roman Reigns. Yeah, they look exactly the same. They look a lot alike. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So we have uh, Batman. We, uh, Batman would be uh, well, Seth. I think it's Seth Rollins. Well, who's rich? JBL. John Cena. We've seen his house. John Cena Superman. Come on now. Yeah. Cena Superman. <laughs> Seth is Batman. Who would be the Flash? Leo Rush. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Good. No, I like good. that a lot. Wonder Woman. Uh, Charlotte? Uh, yeah, Charlotte. She was talking about being the queen. Yeah. There's some mythology elements there. Yeah. From Wonder Woman. Cyborg. Oh, wow. Well, Jason Jordan. Yes. I already mentioned that. And Saturday, we'll hear yesterday. about this, yeah. Oh, Saturday, yeah. We Hasn't gone up yet. Yeah, for Countout. Yeah. The wrestling machine, Jason Jordan. Uh, what about the Martian Manhunter? He's a green guy. I would say Braun. He's okay. Kind of alienish. No, Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. I always called him an alien. True. He's like a dude from another planet. Yeah. Who's Lex Luthor? Well, it's got to be somebody bald. Yeah. Kurt Angle. No, Luke Gallows. Oh, ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Or about, uh, what's his face? His buddy, Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. He's bald also. He's got he that. is bald. Can you imagine Lex Luthor laughing like Chad too bad? <laughs> all good. right. You, are you ready for the greatest pro wrestling trivia challenge of all time? Am I? Some more questions. Oh, boy, am I. All right. So what is kayfabe corner, Steve? It's only the greatest wrestling trivia challenge of all time. Six, twelve names. Many real, many fake. And then two trivia questions. Uh, this week, uh, you put it to the patrons. Uh, Daniel Bryan or Kane? Correct. Vote on one of those names, and they did. Uh, up until we yeah, started filming was, the pre-show. It was really Time. close, and by the time we started, uh, or I had to get the list done, uh, Daniel Bryan had pulled ahead. Mm-hmm. So this list is about Daniel Bryan, 12 names, some real, some fake, two yeah. trivia questions. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've done Daniel Bryan before, but whatever. Number one, Steve yeah. Bradley. Oh, Connor O'Farrell mentioned here. Cesaro's nickname is the Swiss Cyborg. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Here, get off chat so you don't try to get answers from chat. Yeah, there. I don't know nothing. Steve Bradley. Uh, fake. Real. Really? Because that's one of our patrons. I know. That's why I chose the name. <laughs> Put that thumb down. Okay. Two, TJ Carter. TJ Carter. Fake. Yeah. Okay. Three, Tom Extreme. What a great name. I want to say real. Fake. Oh, bummer. Uh, four, Madden Fisher. Madden Fisher is a terrible name. I'm going to say real. Yeah. yeah. Like Bobby Fisher's alias. Really? Yeah. What is it? Madden Fisher? Yeah. That's a terrible name. Five. Ricky Marvin. Marvin. Marvin Nash. Fake. Real. Okay. Uh, next. Crazy Boy Roy. 
What a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Come here, boy. Right. Uh, next, Mellow. Oh, okay, real. Yeah. Yeah. Next, Tyler Max. Oh, that's real. Yeah. Jay Fury. Oh, what a great name, but I think you made it up fake. Real. Okay. Uh, Jody Flash. Uh, I think that's another good name, but I think you made it up fake. Real. Okay. Uh, Dave Martell. I already know Dave Martell's fake. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seth DeLay. <laughs> Spelled DeLay. DeLay. D-E-L-A-Y. The DeLay? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to Seth DeLay. Yeah. Uh, I'll say... I'll say fake. Real. Okay. We got six. Yeah. Two trivia questions. No, Who did Daniel Bryan defeat to win the Ring of Honor Championship? Uh, was it Nigel McGuinness? Uh, James Gibson, who you may know as Jamie Noble. Oh, okay. Um, Daniel Bryan and John Cena teamed up to take on which tag team in Daniel Bryan's last WWE match? Uh, wait, John Cena and Daniel Bryan teamed up to take on what tag team in Daniel Bryan's last WWE match? Oh shit, good question. Shit. Um, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan? Uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. Six is what it is. It's a fair score. I know. Somebody mentioned our, uh, on our Twitter, like, if you don't want to do K-Babe Corner anymore, just don't do it. We're going to the end of the year. You don't seem enthusiastic about it. I know. I'd like to change it into, like, some, like, a, like a chat trivia type thing, but for, like, the friendos. But I don't really know how to do it, so we got to figure it out. Yeah, they have to submit like their their right their. Uh, we got to give them the names. They write down fake or real, and they submit them to us. Excuse me. Anyways, uh, that's it for the show. That should be playing a song right now. It looks like it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that. And find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.